The IEC today released its first quarterly report in line with the provisions of the Political Party Funding Act. Now, this is the first report since the promulgation of the Act, and the Commission says it had six months within which to publicly issue this first party funding disclosure report. To talk to us more about this is the IEC's Head of Political Funding, Mr. George Matlangu. Bob Matlangu, welcome to MetroVM Talker tonight. Give us, would you, a background to this act for those who may not be familiar with it. Good evening, Tommy, and good evening to your listeners at home. Tommy, this legislation was passed into law by the president in January uh, 2019, and he pronounced the implementation date of this legislation in um, April 2021. So that was the implementation date that was announced by the president in January uh, 2021. This legislation seeks to um, manage the donations uh, by private individuals and jurisdictions persons to political parties. It also seeks to uh, administer the public funding. Uh, That is the money that is allocated uh, by Parliament to pay the represented uh, or to allocate to the represented political parties. And lastly, it has set up a fund called Multi-Party Democracy Fund. This is the fund that receives contributions from various sources. And that money that goes into that fund will be allocated to political parties that are represented both at national and provincial legislatures. I must say that this fund is a very progressive fund, first of its kind internationally. We've scanned around, you know, um, the world. There hasn't been a fund of this nature. So what does this act really say about funding of political organizations? Um, donations, there, there, are, there are donations that must be declared uh, by the political parties. Donations that um, are above the threshold of 100,000, that is per annum, uh, but limited to 15 million per annum. So donations can be in cash or can be in kind. So meaning that if Tami contributes or donates 80,000 to a political party of a choice and Tami has got a transport company, donates the services of her uh, company to the same political party to the tune of 21,000. A consolidated that is above 100,000. So that has to be disclosed to us. However, any amounts that are less than, that are 100,000 below, they are not, political parties are not obliged to declare them to the commission, but they must keep records of those donations as they will be, they are expected to be audited at the end of the financial year. So one of the provisions of this legislation is that political parties must appoint 
professional auditors who will audit their financial statements at the end of the financial year. So maybe your next question would be, what will happen to a political party that receives money now but doesn't declare that money to the commission? Of course, we won't know until the end of the financial year. Or we won't know until a member of the public uh, blows the whistle that uh, he or she is aware that this this political party has received a donation On that that note, Mr. Matlangu, do you have a mandate to be able to investigate donations that have not been declared or are you merely relying on the goodwill, the ethics and the values of political parties to disclose at will? We can can only act once uh, the information uh, has been brought to our attention that there's a transgression. However, the, the, the legislation is silent about us just going to a political party and say, show us your record. Show, show us your record. So we won't do that. It's only the auditor who will do that at the end of the financial year. Do you believe that you should actually have the right to be able to do that in order to effectively fulfill your particular role within this political party funding act? Look, we we live by the provisions of this act. So we are not going to do anything that is outside this act. Um, uh, uh, Safe to say that uh, this act was not not developed by the Commission. It's the act of Parliament which was put before the doorstep of the Commission. And uh, be it, you know, the first of its kind, it has got weaknesses uh, at the moment. But until such time someone... Uh, picks up these weaknesses uh, and re- and sponsor um, a motion of amending this legislation uh, to cover certain weaknesses that might have been picked up. As the commission, we are unfortunately going to implement the act as is for now. Do you have the ability to enforce compliance? Yes, we do. Um, um, the, the chapter 5 of this legislation, small legislation with six chapters. Chapter five of this legislation uh, grants us powers um, through the electoral court, of course. So we won't uh, issue fines, but we can uh, make suggestions to the, the, the electoral court, which uh, is in, in terms of the statute, is in the level of um, a, a high court. It will be the court that... Uh, will issue those fines. Uh, We are, however, guided by the presidential regulations which are embedded to this act, that if you uh, transgress a particular provision of this act, uh, you can be imprisoned for such or a a fine to the tune of this much. So so we are not, as a commission, just from the top of our head and say, this is what you we we suggesting the transgressor should be fined. So we are guided what, by the legislation. And, and, and what does the legislation say? Are there set numbers and figures of what these fines could look like? Um, it is a, a, a it is a sliding scale. Um, I don't have those figures from the top of my head, but the highest would be two months, two years imprisonment, or. One million um, fine uh, in rent terms. So that, that that would be the highest.
So in the case of a two-year imprisonment, because you're dealing with a body here, you're dealing with a political party and not necessarily an individual, who, would, who then would be imprisoned? The, the accounting officer of the political um, What is happening is that the legislation um, provides that the political party must appoint um, office bearers. So they submit that information to us. But the person that we deal with um, on the issues of submission of financial statements, submission of donations uh, that they are declared to us, it is the accounting officer that has been appointed by the political party. It's an official, so it's not uh, one of the top six or something. They appoint an officer uh, who is responsible um, to interact with the commission on matters of this nature. Let's look then, Mr. Matlango, at the announcement that was made today. Only three political parties uh, made uh, contributions and and submitted uh, the donations and and sponsorships. The ANC, the Democratic Alliance, as well as Action SA. How would you rate this response? Is this what you, as the IEC, had expected, especially for your very first report? Look, in the absence of comparison, uh, I can't say I'm disappointed or not, because in the past, we we didn't know how much were these political parties uh, defunded in terms of donations. Um, And actually, that's how this act was born, uh, that, um, you know, um, prior was uh, unconstitutional, and, and, and it had to be corrected for this legislation to be born. Now, we, we, we don't know how much money did the political parties receive in the past in, in, in the form of uh, donations, one. Secondly, uh, now that this legislation is attempting to promote transparency, there may be donors who want to come forward, but for the fact that now uh, the voters are going to know um, who has donated to a particular political party, Maybe these donors are sitting back. Lastly, I mean, generally, business is not doing well um, uh, 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 in the country. So, so, so that may be a factor as well that those who used to have deep pockets uh, maybe are, are, are saving that money for you know growing their businesses or watching the space. We do not know exactly. We can't put a particular reason to say this is or not bad. Where I think we are somehow um, disappointed or expected more was on the multi-party democracy fund, uh, which is the fund that I explained you know, to you about earlier. I'm- Mr. Matlangu, are you still with us? Mr. Matlangu? looks like we've lost the connection uh, with Mr. George Matlangu, but we certainly will uh, get him back just so we can wrap up this conversation uh, properly. He is the IEC's head of political funding as we focus on the very first report. Uh, They're meant to be quarterly reports on uh, the political party funding. Who has contributed what to whom? What was quite noteworthy here is that uh, foreign sources are not allowed to contribute to political parties unless if it is going to be used, as in the money is going to be used for policy development or skills development and training, for example. 
the Democratic Alliance received two sources of funding from uh, foreign sources going towards policy development. As far as the actual contributions to the parties, the African National Congress received 10.7 million rand in donations, the Democratic Alliance 15.9 million rand in, in donations, and Action SA received 3.3 million rand. We've got uh, Mr. Matlangu back with us. Mr. Matlangu, we were interrupted at the point where you were highlighting the areas of disappointment for you as far as the results from this first quarter report. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was talking about disappointment on the Multi-Party Democracy Fund, uh, which has received one contribution uh, from a member of the public. And, and I thought maybe corporate will take advantage of this uh, fund to put money into the multi-party democracy fund. You know, Tommy, people don't know that a weaker democracy results uh, to... I mean, a weaker political parties will result to a weaker democracy. And I would expect business, you know, to come into, you know, um, the picture... Because if political parties are strong, they are going to operate in a space uh, that is stronger. Uh, but if the, demo- if, if the political parties are weaker as a result of not having sufficient funds, this, I mean, uh, democracy in the country, is, is that's going to translate to a weaker democracy. And um, business won't thrive as a result of a weaker democracy. Help me make sense of this, Mr. Matlango. If an individual is already set in their ways and they've already chosen their party of choice, would they rather not donate directly to their chosen party and make sure that that particular party has enough funds to run campaigns, etc., instead of a multi-party democracy fund, which is like a melting pot for all parties? Look, this this report that we have um, you know published today clearly demonstrated that um, those who've got deeper pockets choose the political parties of their choice to strengthen a particular political party rather than to put money into a melting pot, as you've just said, um, so that all the political parties who've got seats in these two legislative, in these uh, provincial and national legislative houses uh, can benefit. Um, and by the way, uh, parties... Uh, that do not have seats, complaining that uh, parties who've got seats get money from government, but also uh, the multi-party democracy fund would strengthen those already who are there. There won't be any new entrants. Um, so you, 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 this report is showing us that multi-party democracy fund, which we thought it is a fund that uh, is open, you can say who you, I mean, you can even remain anonymous if you want to, because you are donating to democracy of South Africa rather than preferring a particular political party. Perhaps it's still early days, Mr. Matlango. Maybe it's still a bit too early to throw the baby out with the bath water. Perhaps a level of education as far as what this multi-party democracy fund aims to do may encourage South Africans to participate in that. But as I let you go, If we look at the numbers of registered political parties in South Africa, we've got 504 of them. You got a response from 108 parties who said 
that no donations were received or, or at least no donations that qualify for, for declaration were received and you got no response from 303 parties. Why do you think that could be? I mean, reasons may vary, um, uh, uh, Tam. And, and by the way, um, this is our stance. Uh, because what we did after, um, you know, the quarter has ended, we gave political parties an additional 30 days to prepare their reports just to make sure that um, all the donations that, you know, were made uh, in the first quarter are in the net they are catered for. Now, we sent an email to all the registered political parties, both represented and unrepresented. And somehow this was to cover ourselves. In case someone says, how do you know that party so-and-so has received money uh, or not? However, if political parties haven't received any donation, they are not obliged to declare. What are they going to declare because they haven't received anything? But I think for us, it was to cover ourselves that we did raise a question with all the registered political parties that have you received um, a donation or not? Now, in this 393, they haven't done anything. If anything comes to the fore that they have, we would have done the right thing as the commission to say, please confirm. And they have to confirm, uh, unfortunately, it would be their failure to declare if they have received a donation. Uh, would be the transgression of the of the legislation. Mr. George Matlangu, I thank you very much for your time and the insight that you've gleaned into this uh, party funding uh, disclosure report released uh, for the first time today. It is a quarterly report. We'll see what the results are like next quarter and better luck to you as the IEC.